Derek and Steve present You heard it here second Welcome to You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek. And I am Steve. And we are back for episode 169. Steve, how's it going? Derek's going super well. Episode 169. 169, we're here. 100 episodes from that weird episode we did (laughs) at episode 69. (laughs) That was a weird, that was a weird episode. That was a weird, that was actually very, I went back to go back and listen to that. (laughs) It's wild. It was like two minutes. It like something, something happened. It got like messed up. So we just recorded like a two minute little thing and it was vulgar and weird. Oh, geez. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. Wait. Yeah. We had a genuine mess up, right? Like something happened. Like our audio got, like we had to, we just didn't didn't end up with a usable episode, and we basically delayed it. But then we had to, you know, we just released like a yeah, I remember we, that. an little, apology almost, a little apology. That was probably trailer one of the only yeah. times that we've had to totally scrap a recording. Yeah, yeah, you know, and in I almost think that's two hundred episodes. Yeah, I remember that. That I used to use this tool called, called Audacity, which nothing wrong with that. You've used it as well. Yeah, but for whatever reason, on my computer, before I switched to like the Adobe software I use now. Like just that one episode and actually not, I shouldn't say one episode. It happened a couple of times. Cause I remember we used to have to stop recording and check like that. The audio yeah, was okay. But like, right. like it was like a nervous, like, did we just like lose everything? And yeah. it, it wasn't that you'd lose it all, but it would skip like just like 10, 10 seconds at a time would just be gone. So like it, like mid sentence, it would just jump to the future and uh, it would made it unlistenable, like very garbled that, that particular episode. But well, and uh, look at us now. So I anyway, think we've got our episodes groove. later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so before we dive into the episode, uh, any shout outs or updates in the beginning? I have two shout outs, Derek. All right. One, Kelsey and I are seven and O in our pickleball league. We are undefeated. We are the team to beat. What what Uh, was the, what a team name? Yeah. Bread and butter team, bread and butter. Bread and butter. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bread. She's butter. Nice. Um, we're good. We're really, really good. I'm not joking. Seven and O. Seven and zero in the in the advanced league. Like there's two, there's a beginner yeah. league in advanced, and we're seven and zero heading wow. to the playoffs. Playoffs start not this week, but next week. I'll keep you yep. posted. But we're the team. Was so that a per- perfect regular season? That regular season's over. Undefeated regular season. Wow, regular wow. season's That's over. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Got a bye going in the playoffs. Oh yeah. That's yeah. big. It feels good to That's like big. really care about sports Getting the again. First round you know? bye. That's <laughs> yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah, first round bye yeah. in the pickleball tournament. Yeah. <laughs> There's like three teams or people over 60. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. Um, you can only play the teams hey. on your schedule. That's what they say. Wins a win. Wins a win. <laughs> um, and also, I would like to nice. wish you a happy St. Patrick's Month. Yeah. Because I love St. Patrick's Day. I love St. Patrick's Day in Boston. I love celebrating yep. it in general. And I feel like by the time our next pod comes out, it will have passed. So I want to say is, happy St. Patrick's yeah. Day Month. Yeah, absolutely. I'm wearing a green shirt. So, so Yes, you are. It's fitting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day is uh, obviously fun in Boston, of course. Um, the, the very Irish and enthusiastic St. Patrick's uh, crowd, I would say, uh, in these parts. So, <laughs> is it is it big down there at all, or is it sort of manufactured um, down there? There's you you definitely can do like it's big everywhere. Like you could do your bar yeah. crawl, you can do your this, you could do your that. There's parades, but yeah. in Boston, it's just like a it's almost like a like a city holiday. You know, yeah, people right. are drinking all day. People like in. In Florida and other places, you just kind of go to your bar, you do your like little Irish thing and you enjoy yeah. it and then you like, you're done. Yeah. Um, whereas in Boston, you're like, might as well be Marathon Monday. You know? It's the thing. Yeah. It's right, the thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas maybe down in Florida, it's more like uh, you might, you might tie that into your plans, right? Like you, you're, you're right. going to go to your bar and like you might wear a green shirt and like, you know, have your St. Patrick's Day stuff and like they might do green beer or something, but like it's Correct. not like the you know, the, the event that you're not looking forward to at all year. Right. Yes. Like a lot of people around here probably are, uh, about Indeed. St. Patrick's day. So nice. Um, so there you go. Two quick shout outs in the beginning. Anything else before we kick it into sports? Any shout outs from you? Any I don't updates? think so. No, 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 no shout outs for me. I do have one, uh, it's mix of a shout out, but I'm putting it in my final drive. So I'm going to, I'm going to save that for later. Okay. Um, somewhat of a shout out, but, uh, nothing else for me in the beginning. So, uh, you ready to, to talk sports? Let's talk sports, Derek. The Monster Jam. 
All right. So first podcast back uh, from the Super Bowl, which uh, I think we have a little bit to talk about. Not a lot. I mean, the Super Bowl happened like close to a month ago. So this is the definition uh, we, we of you heard it here in. second. <laughs> this yeah. is definitely you heard it here second. Probably you heard it here like 20 second at this point. Yeah. Uh, but we do have to talk about something that you heard first, which is yes. basically Steve nailing it <laughs> when nailed it comes it. to the prediction. I um, called it. What? Why don't you summarize what your... I, I, I could try to find the clip, but it probably won't be so concise like no, as you can describe what you basically what we had talked about last episode. I went back and listened to it to confirm if I was like <laughs> Nostradamus, like predicting what happened. Yeah. Um I basically I basically said it wasn't as good as I remember, but I basically said it's gonna be a boring game and the most boring outcome is the Chiefs win. And yeah. I'm I'm like, whatever the most boring thing that's gonna happen is gonna happen. Um, and I, I will admit it was a great game, really, really good game until the ending and it kind of yeah. r- spoiled the whole thing. Yeah. Um, which is what we should probably talk about, but I hit the nail on the head. I called chiefs in a boring game. I, I thought yeah. I may have said boring finish, but I said boring game. Yeah. So bo- boring finish would have been on the money because uh, you're right. It, uh, I have to admit that the game was better than I thought it, it was going to be. I thought it was a great game actually. And yeah. th- that's, I think what makes the ending so disappointing is that right. it was a great game that the refs were not a part of and the teams were the show and the, and the, they were clearly the two best teams in the NFL. It was like, it's just kind of refreshing sometimes when you get a Super Bowl when it's like, yeah, these are the two best teams in the league. Like, like, and they, this year anyway, and they look like it and they're, they're going, you know, punch for punch with each other. Um, then you get to the ending, which is, you know, a key third down to basically it's the scenario we've seen a million times, right? Like the yeah. Chiefs are about to kick a field goal to go up, but there's still plenty of time on the clock. So you're going to get a chance at a responding game winning drive by the Eagles and a holding penalty gives the Chiefs a first down. By the way, if I remember correctly, I think it was like third and eight or something. And my single biggest pet peeve in probably the whole sport of football. Let me, tell, let me five, guess. The, yeah, go ahead. That it, the five yards automatic first down holding five penalty. yards automatic first yeah. down, even if you needed a hundred <laughs> yards to get a first down. Five <laughs> right. yards automatic first down. It, it the automatic first down penalties drive me nuts. Like there's a first down marker you have to reach. Like did the penalty get you to that marker? No, right. then you shouldn't be first down. Like 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 and and because not all penalties are like that. Like like you know you go false start or uh, sorry right. offsides doesn't get you to the sticks. It's still not first down, right? Like. Just some penalties by nature, they decide, oh, it's an automatic first down, right? Yeah. So I hate that. Uh, I don't remember the exact scenario if that applied here. Like it might have been within the I within the did. you know, but uh, but anyway, the point is they get a holding penalty, allows Kansas City to run the clock down, just take knees, center the ball, and kick a chip shot field goal to win the game. Um, takes away pretty much all of the drama, right? Um, yeah. What are your thoughts about? I mean. We, we know it's a boring ending, but what are, what are your thoughts about the end? Um, this is going to kind of parlay into a, a, f- a later topic, but like we need to get referees and and umpires, especially out of the game as fast as possible. I, yeah. I And some people don't like that take. That is a understandably hot take, but there should be, and I'm going to, some people hate this statement, <laughs> as little human error in your sport as possible, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I don't think you can truly correct that in a Super Bowl like refereeing con- context. Like it's not like robot umpires in baseball. Like that is a clear yeah. fix to like balls and strikes or whatever. Yeah, I don't think there's a clear fix, but I do think the NFL referees have to have better awareness. That is mm-hmm. just, especially on that stage. I mean, it's the, it's the best yeah, teams. Yeah. In the league, it should also be the best referees in the league. Like there should be yeah. very few of those mistakes. Um, and it wasn't that egregious a call either. It, I mean, it wasn't that egregious right. a hold. So, right. I, I don't know. But that's I, the thing. It, it, yeah. I, I think that's where the pickle is because like, okay, like by the letter of the law, is it a hold? Probably. Barely, I mean, barely. It's barely. Not, it wasn't egregious. Didn't, did not, did not like change the course of that play. Right. Like, like I, I don't think that was a scenario where, oh, if, if Bradbury doesn't grab his shoulder for a half a second. That he's in the end zone and winning winning the Super Bowl, right? right. Like I, right. that is just not like what what that scenario was, and it brings up the dilemma of like, you know, do I want them to call the game differently on the last drive with the Super Bowl on the line, 
my head says no, but like probably yes. Like, yeah, like, what, does like your heart I, say? I don't, what does your heart I don't say? want them to call like a ticky tack penalty that might be a penalty in the second quarter, like on third down for the game in the Super Bowl. Like I just don't yeah. want that. And so I, I think that's fair. You know, I think it's it's like I think it's an adjacent problem to the human error problem, right? Because like by the book, it's not like a blown call per se. It's just like not a timely call, right? Like like it's not like a call you really want to see, right? And yeah, you know, the Chiefs fans probably don't agree with me. It's like, no, it's a hold. He shouldn't have held him if he didn't want to get a penalty. Like, fine. No, but the but whole world was I think everyone else except Chiefs Chiefs fans. Yeah. thought that that should not have been called. And not because right. they right. hate the Chiefs, just because in that scenario, sub in any other team, yeah. that's the call. The better call is let them take the lead still and yeah. have the other team drive down right. the field. You know, Be- Because it wasn't egregious enough that it really impacted the play. Like, like, you know, it's just a little grab of the shoulder that is technically not allowed, but really did not have an impact on the play. And so, I don't know. You know, you know, you want to go to the rules, you want to go to the enforcement of it, whatever it is. I think it's an unfortunate outcome. You know, does nothing is to say the Eagles would have won the game, but like, I mean, you know, you just like to see the teams have a chance to put it in their own hands at the end of the game instead of, yeah. you know, there's nothing worse than just the penalty that leads to the the kneel downs and the field goal. It's like it just takes away what can be an amazing I mean, how many game how many Super Bowls and games have ended with such great heroics in the last 2 minutes yeah. of of the game, you know? And you spend that last two minutes taking knees. It's like it take. It's really Terrible. tough. Um, um, you know what bothered so. me even more though, and I do want to talk what? about the what? fact that the Chiefs, after they won, went on this like "woe is me" tour. This oh, like yeah. you yeah. thought we were wouldn't make it. You counted us out. Look at us now. Yeah. None of you thought <laughs> we could win. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> we all thought you could win. You're the best team in the league. No one said that. And the one person that said that was like a shock jock on ESPN trying to get like Stephen yeah, A. Smith right. vibes. You know, <laughs> the the whole like feel sorry for us. Like you counted us out. We're the underdogs uh, that that made me want to throw up. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, like I'm just scrolling through one of the like preseason lists and like every single expert at least predicted the chiefs to make the playoffs. Like I don't have, they, they weren't all predicted to win the super bowl. I mean, like, yeah, yeah okay. Sorry. They didn't, <laughs> sorry, you yeah. weren't the unanimous favorite to win the super bowl before the season started. Okay. <laughs> but like, yeah. you, like, I mean, like just the whole, like nobody believed in us thing is like, come on. Like, like you're like, you're the, you were the de facto choice. Once the playoffs started really once halfway through the season was, was gone. It's like chiefs and bills and like the Bengals are in the equation, but that's, yeah. those were the teams in the AFC that anybody had thought had a, fighting chance to win the Super Bowl, right? Like, let's not pretend like you were this disrespected team that like, oh, because like, because people haven't handed Patrick Mahomes like the title from Tom Brady as the greatest of all time yet. Like, right. that's the disrespect. Like, I mean, ev- nobody disagrees that Mahomes is like the best quarterback in the league and is the only quarterback with probably a realistic chance of catching Brady ever. Like, that, that's the disrespect that Travis Kelsey feels, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, right, exactly. It's like, there is no disrespect for Patrick Mahomes. Like, right, <laughs> like, sorry, dude. Yeah, uh, that that so, rubbed me the wrong way. So now I get yeah. to hate the Chiefs, which is good. Now, next go. time Perfect. this matchup happens next year, <laughs> now I get to actively root against the Chiefs, which is exactly, good. Exactly, right. Rather well, than just... Even if it's the Eagles, I guess. <laughs> hope, root for a good game and also still be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um. So there you go. There's your, there's your Super Bowl. And any other final thoughts on that one? No, uh, it's going to be a sad couple of years for the Bucks. I think so. Football. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. I guess we haven't. I guess we didn't touch on that yet. But uh, Tom Brady retires. I think this time officially. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I, sensing we've probably the talked about Tom Brady retiring. I'm, we've talked I'm about not, Tom Brady way too. I'm not much. sensing the unretirement this this time around. So uh, you know, hey, I, I guess a quick word on that, right? From from the Bucks standpoint, I think you probably said this at the time, and you acknowledged it, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Yep. You you. I'm sure you'd do it over again. Like hundred percent. If you guys, if you guys we, stink for the next seven, eight years, whatever, like you I'll have to again. respect when teams go for it, go win when you have the chance to win. You won. Yep. Like, you know, and it, it really did, did like, you, we, yeah, we did blow it up. Our caps, our cap is yeah. oh, a mess. Yeah. We're cutting veteran, like yeah. uh, the best totally. players. We're going to have a rookie starting QB. It's going to be a, a rough rebuild, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. Cause it's, it, it's worth, that's yeah. why you do it. That's why you do it's it. worth it. And I mean, I mean, you know, I was saying the same things when the Patriots were recovering from the post Brady era, like they had a horrible salary cap situation the first couple of years. It is what it is like, like you, you, you sacrifice to, to have Brady on your team and to, to, and to not only that, but to go get all the other pieces, like 
not all those decisions would have been future focused. Like they're all to win now. Like, you know, and that's, you know, you might go draft like the guy that you need now instead of the best player available that could become your franchise cornerstone later, right? Like you go get everybody you need now. So that's what they did yeah. and they won. So um, well, I think you, you never have, know. You maybe, live with it. maybe Kyle Trask is the truth. Maybe, could be. Maybe could Kyle be. Trask is the future. This is his moment to shine. The next Patrick um, Mahomes. A guy named <laughs> Kyle Trask. Exactly. Um, so speaking of uh, of guys with their chance to shine, a quick shout out. Um, it I is segment. NFL Combine season, draft coming up uh, in about a month. Uh, Zay Flowers of BC, who we followed, obviously, during his time. He was the mm-hmm. lone shining bright spot on a horrible team this past year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really, in his whole career, he's the best wide receiver to ever play at Boston College. I believe uh, that. His draft stock going quite up quite a bit. Um you know, potentially looking like a first round and if not a first, then probably a high second round pick at wide receiver, which like would never you ever thought the day would come that BC would no. send a skill position specifically receiver um, in that high in the draft. No, never. And it's yeah. it's kind of sad because like he was great at Boston College, but he wasn't this like college all star, you know, he wasn't right. like on every list and he just got out of a bad system, showed that he has the the chops at the combine. Mm-hmm. bulked up and now he's like oh yeah wow this guy was really good we just didn't yeah. notice because he was on a terrible football team yeah right um, and, and so yeah yeah i'm happy for him yeah and honestly bc being so bad this year might have helped him in some ways like he was the only player on this on that team that like <laughs> yeah. any scout could could look at right so like you go look at that team which had a disaster quarterback situation disaster offensive line yeah. and then you go watch his highlights and you're like how is this guy getting open he's the only guy they have to cover like he's the yeah, only one. Right. Right. Um, so I think that that actually in a way might have helped him. But uh, and yeah, like you said, he's bulked up a little bit. He ran some great times in, in the in the combine. Um, you know, his drills looked good. So it'll be interesting to see. He's uh, he projects as like, you know, there was a time when his size would have held him back in the NFL, I think. But I think that this is in such a pass happy era. Um, yeah. He's going to have no problem. I'm not saying he's like your your dynamite number one guy, but he's easily, you know, he can easily be a top two receiver on a really good offense, I think. Um, And he's got an NFL name. Zay Flowers is a dope NFL name. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So rooting for him. And I I already know, of course, he's going to go to some team that I hate rooting for. And we're going to go to the Chiefs probably. (laughs) The Chiefs, uh, definitely. Yeah. He he is a chief if you think about it. Like, I mean, he's definitely got Chiefs written all over him. If he slips all the way there, they will take him, I think, if he gets there. But, uh, so there you go, Zay. Quick shout out to him. Um, so, any other football thoughts before we move it on? No, it's over. Sad, yeah. but we're moving on. Time to wait. Wait till the fall comes back around. <laughs> um, what might make the fall come faster uh, is a renewed attention on baseball. Uh, MLB baseball. is back. MLB spring training's happening. Uh, you had a horrible color matchup that you witnessed oh uh, my today. God, <laughs> dude. Uh, it's we can't talk about this on the podcast because it's talking about colors, but yeah. it was the it was the Rays powder blues versus the Miami Marlins like uh, Cuban blues, whatever the the like neon blue is, and they were wearing the same colors. It was yeah. blue on top, white on the bottom, and the yeah. ump was wearing blue. They were all wearing blue. <laughs> Everyone on the field was wearing blue and dark pants. It was nuts. Someone Legitimately, should be, someone should have been fired. Someone, Go to jail. I agree with you. Go to jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jail. Yes, I agree. Jail. Um, but so anyway, uh, MLB is back, and one, and really, I mean, not this much attention has not been on spring training in in years, may, maybe ever. I'll say because uh, of the new rule uh, in baseball, which is the pitch clock. Now, this was tested out in minor leagues, I think, last year. Um, they kind of have been experimenting with it for a while, and now it's it's prime time. It's official. Like the MLB is is implementing a pitch clock that if spring training is any indication, it will be enforced. <laughs> um, now oh, yeah. it's hard to say sometimes in these spring training preseason like situations, they enforce it way more and then they don't actually end up enforcing it right. as much. It's we just like see. test the limits of it. Right. right. Yeah. But so far, what are your thoughts on the way this has been enforced and really what you're seeing as a result of the pitch clock? So I have a few thoughts on this. I, I think this is a very, very interesting topic because it is a huge yeah. change to baseball, truly. Yeah. Um, first things first. In theory, just as an idea, I like it. Like I like the idea of a quicker baseball game. 
I think baseball yeah. is slow, and it's it's probably the reason it, it's losing a lot of appeal, and it's one probably one of the main draws or one of the main um, complaints about baseball is it's boring, quote unquote, it's boring. Yeah, um, that's how casual fans, not non baseball fans, say it's boring, which is fair. Um, Luke, my cousin Luke, who is a big baseball fan, big big Braves fan, went to a spring training game and saw the clock live, and he said, and I trust his opinion, he said. I hated the pitch clock at first, but it's making the game go so fast and it's plenty of time between pitches. He said, yeah. there's no reason anyone should have more than 30 seconds. And I think mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so I am all for it. We can, I'll let you give your, your, your opinion on it too, but there's going to be some growing pains. Obviously people are going to blow those out of proportion. A game mm-hmm. will be lost on it. A game will be won on it. Um, and it's going to be annoying, but that's the price you pay to fix mm-hmm. a big problem in your sport. So yep. generally, I'm very pro the pitch clock. And I've got some thoughts on like teams using it now. And But I want to hear your, uh, your opinion on the so, clock in general yeah. first. My initial opinion is mostly the same in that I love the idea. I still need to see it more. I, I still need to see... So... so as an idea and as a general practice, I think it's I think it's going to be great. I think I think the most powerful videos that you're seeing right now online are the ones that put frame next to each other, like old era and new era, right? Yes. Like there oh, there are some yeah. videos. There are literally videos that like eight pitches get thrown where when like one pitch was thrown in the old time, right? Where it's like yeah. a pitcher is miscommunicating signs and keeps stepping off the back, and the batter calls time, and then he throws the first, and then the batter calls time, and you know, <laughs> yeah, just like those things I think you became almost desensitized to as a baseball fan. You're like, yeah, that's just part of baseball. And then you watch a comparison and you're like, wow, like that, that is excruciating to watch when you actually put it next to uh, a new era of baseball that has the, the pitch clock. Right. So from that standpoint, I, I like it a lot. What I still do need to see. And I agree with what Luke is saying, which I do think it's plenty of time. It seems like it's plenty of time. I'm a little bit nervous about, the high stakes moments that define like playoff games and, and, and see, and, you know, championships. Right. I am totally. nervous about that. Like, because w- when I think of baseball, obviously you don't want to think of the waiting, right? Like the, like the, the, the yeah. idle time in baseball is not what, what is exciting, but in some of the biggest playoff moments, like the idle time, like with the camera on the pitcher and the camera on the batter and like the, t- the tension in the stadium, like there is something good about that in, in big playoff moments. Right. What do you so think I'm a about, little bit nervous about it being rushed. What do you think about either a written rule or an unwritten rule where it's not enforced in the eighth and ninth innings? That's a good question. Um, I would certainly be in favor of it as an unwritten rule. Like I, I yeah. do not want a ninth inning. Like I do not want a game decided because like the batter was one second late getting his head up to the pitcher. Right. I, I will be, that will just be, I, I know, like you said, it's a growing pain. And ultimately, you have if you're going to fix the sport, like people are going to have to learn, right? So it's like, you know, somebody else brought up a point here. Like basketball, like has a shot clock. You know, football has a play clock. Like yeah, those they are the other always. two comparable sports here, right? And like they learned to do it. Like nobody, eventually people stopped complaining that they ran out of time to shoot the basketball, right? right? Like, or, or, or that an NFL team gets a delay game penalty. Like they're not saying the rule is stupid. Like, they're mad at the coordinator for not getting the play in in time, right? Like eventually people change and, and they they adapt. So I do think long term, I think this will be a positive change for baseball. It's just a question of whether you can walk that line of like you can't like you said, if it becomes an unwritten rule, then you just really quickly risk it losing its impact. If it's like, oh, well, you're really going to call that and then they stop calling it and it's like, yeah. you know, um, but I do think baseball loves unwritten rules, though. They yeah, it's them. true. It's their favorite thing. <laughs> like the, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that it, uh, though that's really the big moments I'm waiting to see, but I think it has a lot of potential. Um, what are your thoughts about team? Like you mentioned, you have thoughts about teams using it. So the Rays, I know will fi- teams will figure out a way to make this kind of like a gamesmanship saber metrics. Mm-hmm. There, like there's, there's tactics and you can see yeah. Max Scherzer is already doing it. Um, where he'll, whip one in with one second and then wait until all the way till 10 seconds. And then like, you know, there's, there's their pitchers are changing their cadences yeah. because now batters don't get to step out of the box and reset. 
Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. all on the pitcher. It's all yeah. on the pitcher. So I think, and I, I don't know how they will do it, but like banning the shift, teams are going to adapt. You know, like teams mm-hmm. that need to find ways to win in those margins because baseball is such yeah. a a big sample size. Teams will find ways to make the pitch, like use the pitch clock to their advantage. Yeah. Um, somehow. I'm not sure exactly how, but I guarantee right. the Rays will figure it out. <laughs> um, the bigger thing, I think, Derek, is the, and no one's talking about it, is the bigger base. The bases yeah, are now true. bigger by quite a bit. Um, and I think, uh, like I said, the baseball is a, is a, is little things over a long time. So all these like mm-hmm. t- all these minor changes extrapolate. So I think there's going to be a ton of stolen bases. I think people are going to be safe way more. Like think of every mm-hmm. like half yeah. inch like replay call is now going to go to the runner every single one. Yeah, or right. it's going to get pushed right. pushed back. So right, I right. think the bigger base is is kind of like the the change that NFL is going through, which is like mm-hmm. much more offensively minded. Because right now baseball yeah. is very much weight, weighted towards the pitchers. Mm-hmm. Like the scoring's going down. It's either a home yeah. run or a strikeout. And I think the bigger base is going to hopefully give those guys who like get on base, get a steal, get a steal, get home way more value, which I want. Yeah. It, it might bring, yeah, base running seems to have been declining in value, like kind of alongside right. the... uh in concert with the interest level, right? Like not, right. not, I don't think they're related, but like they've been declining together. Right. So I think yeah. that these rule changes can bring both of those things back a bit. Yeah. Um, and now you can't like throw to, yeah. you can only throw back to the base once or twice. So I yeah, think right. people are going to be stealing like a, stealing like it's their job, yeah. which it is. Cause job, I think I you can, do you remember the rule? Can you, I think you can throw twice only. Is that right? And I think so, you like, can only throw twice, but then what do you do? Like what if he like, just starts walking to, well, that's what I mean. Second. If you throw the second time, then like, he can just like you, you, he will take the biggest lead he wants. You, like, I guess you could step off the mound. I don't know if that counts or not, but like if it was within the pitch clock, you know, I don't know. Like that's an interesting one to see. Like so when you talk about gaming it, it might just mean you can't throw over a second time because you can't risk like him being able to get an infinite, infinite lead. Right. Like, yeah, right. like so if, you're, if, if you throw a second time, you better pick him off or else like he's just doing you know, the like he's, shuffle, he's but he's like halfway second. to yeah. second. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, so it's, you know, all in all, certainly lots of changes. I think it's it's kind of hard to gauge it in spring training. But, I, you know, I saw a few tweets that were like, you know, the list of games for the day. And it's like the longest game took like three hours, five minutes. And it's like there was ton, like tons of games that took like under three hours. And it's like that's yeah. not normal baseball. And I think people will be very happy about that if that becomes commonplace without like ruining the game. Right. Yeah. Um. So. It's interesting. And and it's kind it's you know, unlike some of these other sports that might have, you know, a clock element to them, there's no less baseball being played. None. Like yeah. there's twenty seven outs 27 for each outs. team. Yeah. Like there's no less baseball unless you get a, an automatic strike called, right? But <laughs> yeah. um but there's really no less baseball. It's just teams needing to adapt. And I, I think I think the best way to put it is that there could be some growing pains, but ultimately it could be a positive um for the long term, the interest level of the game, I think. So yeah. Big year for baseball. Big year. Yeah. Um, anything else on baseball? No. Go raise. Raise up. All righty. Oh, I will say so, this. Yes. I will say one thing. Um, and this is race specific, but Dave Wills, longtime Rays radio announcer, passed away this morning. Oh. Um, got he's got he's got all those like the famous call like when you, you think of your team yep. you think of like the guy's voice when he says oh Rays win Rays win oh yeah yeah it's a he's out of here you know all these like famous yep. calls. Um, for a long, long time, passed away this morning. So, um, rest in peace, Dave Wills, uh, great, 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 legendary Rays announcer. Yeah, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there you go. There's baseball, and now uh, la- wrapping up the sports uh, topics are NHL and NBA. Just a couple quick hitters on these. Um, Rapid fire. NBA, NBA, uh, not a whole lot to cover, but John Morant is um got some stuff out of control here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's kind of spiraling a bit. So uh, yeah. suspended indefinitely for um, basically for, well, so there was reports that came out about like uh, him having a firearm, like at a, in public or something a week or so ago. And then on his Instagram live uh, a few nights ago, he basically is at a nightclub and takes out a, a, a gun and like has it on, on camera and everybody sees it. And there's a bunch of stuff in the NBA, like collective bargaining rules and stuff that say, 
not only about having a firearm and stuff, but specifically when you're on a road trip for NBA business, like you're not allowed to <laughs> yeah. just carry guns around. Um, so he's now been suspended indefinitely, it sounds like. And he, he kind of, they sort of positioned it as though he's taking some time away to like, you know, work on his, his mental health and stuff. Like, I don't know. What, what is your thought on everything that we're seeing from really one of the game's biggest superstars and up and coming? Yeah, he, um, it happened a while ago. He started to get like, he's always been a fiery, passionate basketball player, which is good. Mm-hmm. And which, which is what the NBA needs. The NBA needs someone who will literally try to dunk on you at every moment. Yeah. Like no matter how big you are, how small you are, he's going to try to dunk on you. And then he's going to tweet at you. Like I dunked on you. Like he's yeah, very right, much right. like he's a young, he's, he's active on social media. He's like, he's, he's connected with Gen Z. Like he is a, he's a superstar in the making and he just keeps yeah. making these dumb mistakes. Like he, he's threatening kids on Twitter. He's like, he's like, there was, wasn't that incident where they drove by and like pointed a red dot at some yes. people. Like he's, yeah. yeah, he's just been caught up in a weird, uh, and it's probably gang related. Like it's very gang centric. Like there's a lot of yeah. guns and threats and like my block mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, and it's unfortunate because he really is very fun to watch. He's on yeah. a cool young team. The Grizzlies like, we're a nobody team and now they're cool. Yeah. Um, and he's got a great name, great NBA name, John Morant. Yeah. Yeah. And he dunks like That's everything. True. So he, he had everything yeah. going for him. Hopefully he can, he can write the ship. Um, yeah, but you're right. Spiraling is the word, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, you're right. He hasn't like, it's not, he hasn't, he's not in the spot yet that some of these athletes have found themselves in, in recent years and months and stuff with like really throwing it all away by right. basically going to jail or like, you know, having just totally like it's over for you, right? He, he's not there right. yet. He hasn't, oh, that's he hasn't it, lost it's, everything. Totally. Yeah. He's still got and a so, chance and he's still a cool, like I think people still want him to be successful. You know, he hasn't right. totally flipped over to like the Antonio Brown level type exactly. stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so hopefully he can do that. Hopefully he can, you know, uh, take, take time away, take the season if you need to, like, you know, like we've seen athletes take time away and really work on themselves. Like, you have to do it if that's what's what this is coming to, right? Because I think he, uh, when you see all that stuff come out, and then I think just the manner with which he like you know flashes that gun in an Instagram live, like it just shows a real obliviousness to like what that it's an issue, right? Like I mean, yeah. like like this is after the things came out about him like threatening someone with a gun and like getting in a fight with like a pickup game or something, yeah. and it's like you can't then be doing that on your, your own Instagram live. Like it's, you know, that's crazy. Like, so hopefully he can kind of take the time away and evaluate and be able to get back on track. So, um, anything else on jaw other, the the rest of the NBA kind of, um, we're a little ways out from the playoffs. You know, we got, yeah, honestly, the same couple teams are really in the picture when it comes to the East. Like you got the Celtics bucks, 76ers, um, the magic, if they end up facing the Celtics, we'll sweep them, but otherwise, uh, probably don't have a chance <laughs> yeah. to win the title. Magic cannot, <laughs> the Celtics cannot beat the magic this year. It's hilarious. I text Derek every time. Yeah. The, I mean, the magic are a good young team. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but they don't deserve to be beating the Celtics every time <laughs> they play them. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then, you know, the other, the other interesting elements are kind of the whole, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets falling apart and, and trading both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to the West. So that's kind of an interesting wrinkle. Uh, with Durant on the Phoenix Suns now and seeing seeing where they can go and Kyrie teaming up with Luca on the Mavericks. So a lot of interesting angles, but probably nothing for us to talk about until the playoffs solidify a little bit more. Right. Um, so anything else you want to add on NBA? No, I don't. Um, NHL, meanwhile, uh, does have a few interesting things. The Eastern Conference in the NHL has loaded up. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how closely you followed the trade deadline, but I have not seen this before where like it is like it's like, you know, like the, 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 the rich people club, when they try to brag about who has the most money, like that's like the Eastern conferences that was happening as everybody made their trades. Like everybody wanted to one up each other. And it's like, yeah, the East is just loaded. Like the going into the deadline, like honestly, the six best teams in the league were all in the East. Like now that's not maybe reflected currently in the standings. A few teams have moved around, but like the Eastern conference is an absolute gauntlet in the NHL. And they all went out and acquired people to get better. Um, So you basically just to run down the list, it's the Bruins, the Hurricanes, the Devils, the Maple Leafs, the Lightning, and the Rangers. Like those six teams all acquired pieces. They're all like, you know, you're talking about the sixth or seventh seeds in the conference. And they're like, nobody will want to face them either, you know? And right. so it's going to be a crazy, it's going to be a crazy Eastern Conference playoff. 
Um, what are your thoughts from a lightning standpoint? I know they've struggled a little bit recently. Yeah. But. I mean, the, I follow the lightning only and then like the big trades. So this will be very yeah. lightning specific, but I can tell that this year is different. You know, the lightning typically they, they have a good record, you know, we're playing yeah. well. Uh, we've, we've been in a slump lately, but like playoff bound, like, okay, no worries. Playoffs, like get hot, stay hot in the playoffs. We got mm-hmm. a good chance, but got a very good core. And this year I'm like, holy crap. Like yeah. we can't catch up to anyone. Yeah. All the other teams are really, really good. We get spanked yeah. by some like really good teams. Yeah. Um, so it is. You're right. It is noticeable that the there's a huge gap between the good teams and the bad teams right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Lightning picked up Tanner Janot. I don't think they've won since the, the All Star break. Um, oh, but really? they picked yeah. up looked, Tanner yeah. Janot, and. Uh, I don't know. He's he's more of like a. They gave up a ton for him. I didn't see what other people were giving up, but he was like not even top five of the bigger yeah, trades. Right. right. Yeah. I mean. I mean. You know. I think uh, it's not too unlike the Bucks when you talk about the Lightning. Like the Lightning's window is wide open. They've won two yeah. Stanley Cups. Like there's no sense in holding back. Like even if even yeah, if three in a row. Even if the Lightning are you know right now they're an eighth in the NHL. So like they're you know they're pretty much they're almost locked into that number three spot and they're definitely locked into facing Toronto in the first round, which has done, has been good for the lightning in the past. Yep, like they've won those fine. matchups, even when Toronto has been the favorite. Um, just go for it. I mean, you, you have, your team has the pedigree, you have the the experience. Like, uh, so I, I, I understand the lightning, you know, pulling out the stops to go for it. Um, the kind of adjacent topic to that um, real quick on the Bruins. I mean, shocking season for the Bruins. I like, like the, Weren't they bad the last year? Were projected as a uh, not bad, but they were like a fringe playoff team. Like they they made yeah. the playoffs, but they lost in the first round. You know their core is getting older. I mean, Patrice Bergeron's thirty seven, Krejci's thirty six. Like Char retired. Like you know Tuka Rask left. Like the, all those guys that were on the Bruins for like a decade of their like competitiveness, all yeah. getting old or gone. And you know they were projected to be a fringe team, the fringe playoff team this year. Like not bad per se, but I mean now they find themselves with twenty games left chasing the wins and points record um the so i had wrote down the numbers just on the on the document here so just a few years ago the lightning actually tied the red wing single season wins record which is 62 um and then the nhl you get two points for a win one point for a loss or or in the old days a tie uh overtime loss or in the old days a tie um and the single season points record is 132 which i think the lightning were just short of when they had those 62 wins But the point, the Bruins are on pace right now for 65 wins and 136 points with only 20 games left. So like in legitimate territory to like, this is like the the best team of all time. Like, yeah, yeah, like you legitimately on track, like to, to hit that mark. Now they, you know, reporters have asked them about that and, you know, they're a very veteran team. So all of them are like, we literally don't care about that. Like we want to win the Stanley cup. And that's what most hockey players believe, but it is crazy. I, I mean, just seeing, I mean, to be this late in the season and they have, they have eight losses. They have eight regulation losses, That's 49, crazy. eight and five. Um, it's been otherworldly. They've currently won 10 in a row. So, you know, in a normal season like that, you're like, Oh, okay. They're going to, they're going to waltz to the cup final. The Eastern conference is so loaded. Like if they get to the cup final, I think they are going to win, but getting to the cup final in the East this year is going to be so difficult with the, with these teams. So, I mean, you're looking at Tampa or Toronto in the second round, and then you're going to have to beat another team like after that. Right. So, um, there, there's, there's a lot going on in, in, in the East, but it'll be, I think this will be one of the more exciting conference, um, playoffs that you'll see. Like the Eastern conference is going to be just all phenomenal series, I think all the way through. So cool. So there's the NHL roundup. Anything else, anything else on that? No, go bolts. Yeah. All right. Um, so that wraps up sports and brings us into the second uh, section, which is driven by the fans. All right. So questions from the fans sliding into our DMs. We've got three of them today. We uh, actually, one of them, questions today. Yeah. One of them is more of a more of a joke, but we'll get to that one. In a <laughs> yeah. Second. So first one is from Anonymous. Um, and the question is, what are you greedy about? So that's, that's a, a, that's good a question. tough one. And I've, have, you, as we've, have you thought about it? I've been trying to, to, to devote like a piece of my brain while we've been podcasting to this. And I've, I've struggled a bit. So I'm not fully there yet. So I'm going to let you go first. Um, okay. So what 
your greedy book. Because I, 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 I consider myself not a very greedy person, but I, there's got to be yes. something there that, that I that I feel like I can put on this. So I'm curious yeah. to hear what you say, and it might spark my brain a little bit. Yeah, I'm also going to say that out loud, so I, I get credit too. <laughs> I'm not a greedy person. Either. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I think I'm greedy about my free time. I mm, think when I have free time, I really, really want to do what I want to do. You know, mm -hmm. nowadays you get, you so rarely get free time. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so I think when I have free time, I really want to do what I want to do. And like, you know, when it, if you've got a plan in your head and then like something comes up and you can't mm -hmm. do it, I mm -hmm. get really frustrated. Especially if yeah. it's like on a Saturday when I've got nothing going on. I'm like, yeah. even doing laundry. If I'm like, I was going to do yeah. laundry today, but now I have to go do this stupid thing because something like got messed up or like the car broke down. You know, like yeah. if something no, yeah. derails my free time, I get, I get that, cranky. Yeah. So I'm going to say free time. That is, that's an excellent, excellent answer. Like, Thanks, like I, 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 I don't want to steal it, but like I might, <laughs> oh. I might piggyback. I might piggyback on it. Like, so yeah. because I think that, I very much relate um, something I always used to do and I kind of still do it, which is like when there's like, you know, things you got to do, you got to like clean or you got to do your laundry. Right. Or you got to, you know, and you get home from work and it's like six o'clock and I'm just like, I don't want to spend the time doing that. Like, that's not what I want. Like, I want to like watch the show that I'm watching like that. Yeah. that I want to spend the time doing that. Like I like and you like so you get, you know, in a way greedy about your free time. I think that that's a good answer. Um, I think uh, I so one thing I guess you could maybe appreciate this as an ad admission of me uh, as a fan. <laughs> I am greedy. I am greedy about sports, right? About my yeah. about sports success, right? Like for for you know, like during the height of like when Boston teams were all winning, right? Like I would never have taken like people like you or others who would like probably bring up like you already have three teams like in the championship. Like, you don't, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. And, and like, I can't really, like, I still like feel that greed of like, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like I want, you want to win them I all, want, all the time. I want yeah. the other one to win too. Uh, so I think that like success of my sport, you know, BC, right? Like BC stinks all the time. And so like a lot of people <laughs> could just point to be like, well, most of your teams are good. So like, <laughs> like it's okay. Right. And it's like, no, like I want them all to be good. Um, and it, and so it hurts you just another the same. one. Yeah, exactly. So if I had to pick another one, I think I would go with that. Okay, so. that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so next one comes in from Dad Joke Queen. So I'll, I'll ask the question, okay. um, and you <laughs> can read the answer if you want. So. I, I feel like, have you heard this one? I've heard this one. Everyone in the world's heard I, this one. I have heard this one, I believe, yes. So <laughs> okay. this will be you heard here second <laughs> in yeah. true fashion. Um, when is a door not a door? When it's, jar, when it's uh -huh. a jar, when it's a jar, Derek. When it's a jar, so one word, a jar, not like a, a jar. jar. Right, 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 right. When it's a when, jar, but it's kind of a double entendre. Right, I got it. Interesting. There you go. So thank you. There you go. Thank you to Dad Joe Queen for the for the submission there. Um, and then the last question comes from Teddy. Uh, Teddy always brings the hard hitters. Um, very very deep <laughs> and thought provoking. Yep. Uh, so Teddy's question is, what are you looking forward to doing this summer? <laughs> Dang, Teddy. So <laughs> hard hitting journalism. So, yeah. I I mean, yeah. This is very, very thought provoking. So uh anything, first, anything on the agenda. Yeah. Cause I don't typically we typically I or we do have a summer trip plan, like a yep. like an internet like a big one, like an international trip is and I can't yep. think of anything going on this summer, which is I'm glad Teddy said this because now <laughs> I have to think I need to do something this summer. I need to plan yeah, something this summer. Go, yeah. I will say, um, my parents just bought a cabin in on Caroga Lake, which is near Lake George. Mm. Wow, yeah, nice. So they're gonna be nice. they're gonna do the snowbird thing, or at least like have Sweet. that summer house. Um, right. so I think I'm looking forward to trying that summer house for the yeah. first time. You know, like going up, exploring the lake, getting the house all set up. Yeah, that's um, that's great. Yeah. And just nice. generally I'm looking forward to summertime pickleball because mm. I'm young and healthy and can survive and summertime golf, like things yep. when all the snowbirds leave. Cause right now it's packed. Yeah, golf right, is expensive. Right, right. It's busy pickleball. You can't get a mm -hmm. core. Like all the snowbirds are just down here taking up space. Um, yeah. And I'm finally starting to catch like feeling good about golf, playing good pickleball, mm -hmm. going to play tennis again. And it's just like everywhere you go is packed. So it's, 
I'm looking forward to that opening up again. You're looking forward to locals only time. Locals so, only be. Yeah. Locals only. And Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so for me, I'm looking forward to got a couple of weddings, although one of them's not in the one of them's not in the summer per se. It's in April, but then I got another one in the summer. Uh, my friend Bobby from BC uh, is going to be um, so that'll be a fun one. Uh, I actually will be in Florida this summer, Steve. My hey, uh, company conference. My company conference is in Hollywood, Florida. I don't know. Oh. You, I don't know if that's anywhere near you, but I think Hollywood's um, near Orlando. Uh, that sounds so probably not really. Right. But I mean, if you want to, um, yeah, if you want to come over, so. We'll depend on the on the schedule. I'll, I'll take a look and see what my travel and yeah, like extend it. In place. Like. Oh no, Hollywood's yeah, on the yeah. East Coast. Gotcha. Yeah, Hollywood's on the East Coast. Pretty far. Oh no, yeah, it's kind of near Miami. <laughs> so, so we'll not see. Yeah. close. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't have all the details. I don't have all the details yet, but uh, going to be going to my company conference there. Um, and then I get you know the other thing that I'll uh, I guess piggyback on to what I'm looking forward to is with was with the hopeful and also with the the sports greed. Uh, we just talked about the the success of the Bruins. I, I'm hopeful if the Bruins make a deep run that I can go to these games because you know this is this has been you know you you know that I've had uh, Celtics season tickets before and now Bruins yeah. this year is the year. You, this is like I've finally experienced like now the good side of like, Oh, you're, you want to be the one with the tickets and not just the right. one who has to like, you know, you actually can make your money back when you sell the tickets for the yeah. games that you want to go to. So there you go. it's and finally you, so been one you, of those years that it actually pays off. Do you get, if do you have to buy separate like NHL and NBA or do you get garden oh, yeah. tickets? No, no, they're separate and I don't have them both anymore. I only oh, okay. had them both for a short overlap time when there was like a, I basically had to pick if I wanted them and I ended up splitting them that year with, with a couple of friends so that I could get them. But yeah, I don't have Celtics anymore, which Celtics would be a good ones too. They went to the NBA finals last year, but, um, but yeah, this is one of those, one of those first times where it's like, you know, it's the people who had Patriots tickets for all those years. It's like, it was literally like a good investment. Like, like you, yeah. you just like, if you sold them all, you'd make money, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's typically not the case for the Bruins, but this year it's been, you know, if I had sold every single game, like you'd legitimately make money this year. Um, not that I, I still go to games, but, um, so anyway, looking forward to hopefully going to a bunch of those, uh, in the summer. So cool. So there you go, Teddy. That's what we're looking forward to this summer. Um, hopefully seeing you sometime at, <gasps> yeah. oh gosh, 10 year reunion. Oh geez. That's yeah, in the summer. That. Bar- I don't want to talk about it though. I don't want to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Let's pass on that one. Um, so <laughs> I'm not thank looking you to forward to three- that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you to our three question submitters. Uh, bring us into the last few uh, miscellaneous topics before we get to the final drive. Uh, Steve, you want to kick the first one off? I will, Derek. Um, do you know what Alice in Borderlands is? Have I, I talked do. about it before? Uh, you have. I don't know if you've talked about it. I don't remember if you talked about it. I did almost choose to watch it recently, but I didn't. So I don't. I haven't watched it, but I know what it is. Okay. It is basically Squid Game. It is okay, just well, a, that's what it looked it, like. <laughs> yeah. Alice in Borderlands is, if you're looking for Squid Game, uh, like uh, almost exactly the same. Alice in Borderlands is that. I honestly okay. think it's a little better than Squid Game. I, I think the games are better. I think the um, there's like an underlying underlying mystery. You know, like in Squid Game, you're like, oh, what's going on? But it's like, yeah, it's not really about that. It's more about the games and survival. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. Alice in Borderlands, it's more about trying to find out what's going on in this world. Like, are they aliens? Are they this? Like, is there is it a virtual reality? Is like, what's going on? You don't know. Um, and that's a big driver. Second season, really good. And then the last episode is just trash. Oh, just really? really bad. Um, it's just uh, they tried they tried real hard to hit some notes. They they went out on a limb and it did not land. Um, hmm. So that's tough. Take that. Take that with with a grain <laughs> of salt. I don't know. I, 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 uh, I enjoyed watching it. I'm, I watched two seasons of it. I would watch a third. Um, mm-hmm. but you could avoid it if you're, if you hate a bad ending. Yeah. Literally and just the last worth. episode. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of people, if you watch something and you just know the bad ending is coming, it's like, it, it takes away all of it. I mean, the, the number of people that don't, that like consider lost, right? Like everyone, everyone yeah. talks about lost as the key. Right. And I've still maintained to most people, like I would still tell someone to watch lost cause they, I thought it was a, such a phenomenal show. But when you know that the ending is was such a disappointment to people, yeah, it's really hard to like erase that from your mind as you like try to stay intrigued in the show, right? If you, if you like basically already know that you're going to be disappointed by the ending, 
right? Yeah. Like it can really take away from your enjoyment of a show. So, yeah. and it's, it's, it's better than lost in that. Like it, it ends, it doesn't just yeah, like right. spiral out of control and then, yeah. and right. then they like force feed it down your throat. Um, no, it, it's, you could do worse on Netflix shows, Alice in Borderlands. It's not an automatic recommend, but if you like yeah. Squid Game, you could. Li- you, I could see you liking okay. Alice in Borderlands. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, nice. So there you go. There's Alice in Borderlands. Um, the next one we have is the HBO show that we talked a bit about last episode. I think only maybe one episode had aired or two episodes had aired when we last yeah. talked about it. Um, now they're through episode eight with episode nine, the season finale coming next week. Uh, you've watched through episode seven. And that is yep. The Last of Us. Um, so I'll let you kind of lead the discussion because you're one episode behind. I don't want to accidentally say anything. So yes. give us your thoughts up through seven episodes uh, of this show. I am very much enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. I will say that changes per episode. Mm-hmm. I-, I am learning that in this show, some episodes are spectacular and some are pretty bad. And I really find myself like wanting to like the bad ones and then they're over and I sit with them and a day goes by. I'm like, that episode was pretty bad. Like, I, I didn't <laughs> enjoy watching that that much. Like nothing happened. Yeah. And, and I, I know I said it before, but I played the game, so I kind of know what's coming, but it's, uh, I think there's a, it could probably be a five episode show or a six episode show. Instead it's nine. So I think there's a few filler episodes that didn't land, um, including the last one that I watched, which was this, Episode seven, one. I believe. Yeah. Um, apparently, the new one's good. You said the new one's good, but overall, great yeah. show. Really, it's like we talked about last time. Very good to have a Sunday night show again. Very good to have mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. an appointment television. Um, really well produced. You know, we yeah. It it, it blows like Alice in the Borderlands, like crappy Netflix <laughs> slut. Literally, like sludge. You just. Yeah. scroll through Netflix and everything is like a B plus everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and there's very few things on Netflix that crack the A's yeah. and last of us is like clearly an A and it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no bad things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think we talked before, I, I think the last time we talked, I think it was about episode three. I want to say, which was like, uh, which was Just, with I, the, uh, I listened to it. We, it was before the sad episode. Before yeah, the like really right, right, right. Yes. really dramatic one that everyone likes, yes. we had not and so yet that watched one, that. Okay, gotcha. So so you know that one was basically like a movie, like like that yeah. was like you know like and did it progress the plot? No, zero percent. It, it did not yeah. progress the plot at all. And episode seven was very similar. Episode seven did not progress the plot at all. Um, and so that's where I think it, it's almost one of those where I feel like, uh those episodes would be more tolerable if it was like on Netflix and you could immediately go watch the next episode. Right. Yeah. I think it's when you have to sit with the episode and you're like, Oh geez, we, nothing else progressed yet. Like, you know, um, there's something about, I think people, I think it's tough to tolerate those flashback episodes that don't like, you know, I understand like it's well-made in a vacuum. Like the, like the episode was good in a vacuum and it's editing and it's production and everything. But like, you know, the, the story doesn't necessarily land with all of them when they do that. Right. I think every time they come back to the story at hand, I think the episode's phenomenal. Like I I think every one of those has been great. And I think the most recent episode, I think you'll really like episode eight for that reason. Like episode eight comes back to the present time and it's a great episode about the story that you're moving forward. Right. Um, but overall, just like the production quality is just what reminds you why (laughs) like HBO shows are, are what they are. And they, yeah. they're big ticket items versus like the thousand different Netflix shows you can pick from, right? Yeah. And it's funny because the last time we talked about this, it, it's this is the, the the other side of the coin. You know, like last time we're like, we're yeah. so starved for good television, for mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. like yeah. well-produced and like cut television you have to wait for. But then the other yeah, side of the coin right. is if you get a mediocre episode that you, and you're like, what, I want to see what happens next. That wasn't that good. Like I want to yeah. like catch some momentum. Like uh, you have mm-hmm. to sit with it for a week. I'm like, uh, but yeah, that's right. That's a style. It's a choice. And so I think I read that they renewed this already for season two, right? Because there was two games, yep. right? So yeah, um, I haven't played the second. So one. I, I'm going to buy the second yeah. one and play it. Oh yeah, before yeah, it, as be, as it airs, that'd be great. Yeah. No, before <laughs> yeah. it airs. Oh, before yeah, I was going to say yeah. it's probably going to not going to air for a while, but right. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, there you go. Um, Last of Us continues to be excellent, and uh, 
uh, for if, if you're caught up fully, one episode remaining uh, next Sunday night. So, uh, so there's that. Um, last topic before we have uh, a little bit of a cozy book corner is a little bit of a crossover uh, cozy book corner where this is not actually the segment, but it is it's related because cozy crossover uh, corner. The cozy crossover corner uh, <laughs> is where the crawdads sing. The movie, uh, I watched that the other day, and I believe that you read the book, and I assume I you probably did a Cozy Book Corner on it, but I don't remember Definitely. specifically. Definitely um, So I guess first for starters, why don't you do a quick recap of the book from your standpoint oh. and, what, and what you thought of it? Just before Well, let me you, ask, have, did you read the book? I did not read the book. Okay, because so, I haven't seen the movie. So now this is us coming perfect. at a, a, yeah. a piece of media from two different mediums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the book was very good. The book, and I'm good. I don't want to say spoilers, but like it's been out for a yeah. long time. So right. no spoilers, spoilers, but at some point you got to watch it or <laughs> shit or get off the pot. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it, the book is very, very like, um, it's all about like this podunk town in like Southern Alabama. I don't remember where Louisiana, where are they? Uh, it's like, it's Doesn't one of the Carolina. I think it's North Carolina. Maybe it's like a swamp. Uh, one like of the characters goes to, yeah, yeah, swampy town. Yeah, there is very swampy town. All the people are swampy people, um, in a charming way. You know, there's like this yeah. like small town. Everybody lives off the land, like in a shack yeah. type vibe. It's very like low um, country. Yeah, right. Yes, and one girl's really smart, and there's a murder, and who did it? Blah blah. blah. Weirdly, the book is all about this. It's very nature focused. Like the the environment and the atmosphere is mm-hmm. kind of like a character in itself, and you get pulled into this this um the setting the setting is real mm-hmm. important like the yeah. boating through the swamp and like searching for these new animals and 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 searching for the mm-hmm. new herbs and like all this stuff and then all of a sudden at with like 25 pages left it becomes a courtroom drama it becomes <laughs> a different yeah. book um both are good but it seemed very it was just one book uh, and all of a sudden yeah. it was a different book. Like you for yeah. the last 25 pages, you are reading a James Patterson novel. You know, yeah. you're reading like a, a courtroom book. Right. Um, and they're good, but it was just weird. Um, I liked mm-hmm. it. Well written, kind of predictable, you know, like yeah. I guessed what happened. Um, so it was good. I can see it being a good movie. Actually, I can see yeah. it being a good movie. So based on, yeah, based on what you just described, and I haven't read the book, and I know that the book was very acclaimed, so it's not like it was, that wasn't a negative book review, but I think that the movie is well-suited for that story because, like, the, it doesn't just drop the last, like, 10 minutes in the courtroom. Like, the courtroom's woven through it, and, like, they tell the story via the courtroom, not for the whole movie, but in a lot of ways, like, they'll bring up something in the courtroom, and then you get the flashback, like, to telling of that, of what happened, right? Right. Um. Which is one better, thing that is tough. Yeah, right. One thing that's tough to relay in the movie, from what I've I've heard, um, like you said, it's very nature focused, and it's also very like internal monologue focused. I believe. Yeah. Because everyone's like a solo lot of half that. the time. Yeah. Right, and that is really hard to do in a movie, right? Because <laughs> like, yeah. like you can't just have an internal monologue on the screen in the movie, right? <laughs> um, so a lot of it, uh, I think, has, you know, was was more focused maybe on like the love story aspect of it in the movie than I think it yeah. might've been in the book. And again, I no, have love story book, was like a thing, um, but it was like not really the thing. It yeah. Was just like right. to keep, to keep the beach readers entertained. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is much more of a focus in the movie, but not in necessarily a bad way. I think it does progress the story. Well, I think that the things you mentioned about nature is definitely brought out in the book. Like, I, sorry, in the movie, it like, just via the filming and the set and stuff like it is a, a key part of it that like that low country setting is like very much like what makes the vibe of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall I thought it was, it was very good uh, without having read the book. I thought it was well done. Um, I see why it was acclaimed as a story, even if it's not the most like shocking story. I think the, the, the twist slash result is like not the most unpredictable you could imagine. Right. Like, I yep. think, you know, but it still comes together nicely. I think, um, I, I didn't have a rating plan for it, but I'll probably give it like give a, it because I'll re, I'll check mine. Yeah, I'll, the movie I'll probably go with like a like a seventy eight or not seventy eight uh, dragon fruits. Even though I don't nice. do dragon fruits for movies usually, but yeah, well here you go. I gave yeah. Where the Crawdads Sing eighty percent. Steve Nichols Avocados. 80. Okay, so there we're aligned. Go. We're aligned yeah. pretty well. Yeah, so that, and that's about right. It is a good yeah. good book. Good yeah. enough. Yeah. Right there you go. 
There you go. So that's your cozy crossover corner. Now cozy I crossover. Think Ooh. We got something, something uh, familiar coming up right after it. Everybody's favorite. Okay, Derek, um, this will be quick because it's not a very popular book, um, but it's a new book. It's called The Thousand Crimes of Ming Tzu, uh, M-I-N-G-T-S-U, Ming Tzu. Um, it's a very unique Western novel. So I don't read Westerns, but this is a very cool cover, and it was like on a few like new voices lists. Yeah. Um, and it's about, um, it's kind of like, uh, here, I'll preface this with, I hate magical realism. Hate, hate, hate it. It's <laughs> yeah. more of like a fantasy, it's more of like a, um, a Western with fantasy elements. Okay. You know, there's like um, this, uh, Chinese immigrant who becomes this like assassin, almost like Western assassin, like cowboy set in like the 1800s, mm-hmm. uh, meets up with a, a gang of circus folk who like all have powers. You know, one can read minds, one can like survive fire, one can like make yep. you forget stuff. Um, so all the characters are really cool, unique. It's a very tight little story. Like Ming Tzu is on his little revenge tour. He's like, I have these seven people to kill. Boop, 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 and boop. <laughs> and then when he kills him, he crosses their name off the list. It's like, now I have six people to kill. Boop, 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 and boop. Yeah. You know, and he just can, he just goes down the list and all the things happen yeah. and goes down the list. Um, but well-written, cool, funky. Um, definitely haven't read a, a Western. I don't want to, uh, reading Westerns makes me sound like I'm like 65 years old. <laughs> you know, it's like a thing that old people do. Yeah. So I don't read them often, but this didn't feel like that. This felt like right. a cool young hip take on a western and i probably nice, just nice. sounded really old saying hip you just gotta lean anyway i've got a mustache right now too it's terrible <laughs> I'm aging very fast um, so i gave the thousand crimes of ming tzu by tom lynn 77 percent steve nicholas avocados all right the, 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 the whole um Review and then verdict an enjoyable, gritty, weird Western with some fantasy elements. Cool. There you go. That yeah. seems like it summarizes it pretty well. Mm-hmm. So the thousand crimes of Ming Su, uh, 77%. So yeah. that does it for the cozy book corner. Brings us into the final drive. Steve, you want to go first or you want to go second? I want to go second, Derek. Second. All right. I'm going to go first. It's a bit of a shout out. It's adjacent to the shout outs in the beginning and it's adjacent to cozy book corner. Actually, it's sort of somewhere in the middle of those two things. Um, so I was on LinkedIn a couple weeks ago and the guy that I haven't talked to in quite a while, his name's Tim, uh, Tim Wurzberger is his name. Uh, I went to high school with him. He was one of my high school classmates and he was on LinkedIn and he was on a video, like posted a video of him talking to the camera on LinkedIn. So I was like, Oh, like I don't see people post these on LinkedIn very often. So I watched it and he, and he was holding up a novel and it, and it turns out he wrote a novel and, and he published it and he was, he was selling copies of it. And I was like, oh, geez, like I haven't talked to I haven't talked to Tim in, in over a decade, but he wrote a novel and and he was taught. He said how like the idea originated um, when he was in high school. And I was like, geez, like I remember being creatively minded in high school and thinking I would write a book, too. And you know, now I'm in the process, but I'm very far from from being done with it. And so I was like, oh, geez, I'm going to I'm going to buy that. So I, I, I picked up a copy. I haven't started reading it yet, but it's going to be oh, my nice. next one. It probably won't be on Goodreads, <laughs> I think, because it's very, What's the name very new it? and was like uh, it's called In Plain Sight. Um, is it on Goodreads? By Tim Worsberger. It might be on Goodreads. I haven't actually looked because he didn't he didn't do like a Amazon, you know, release or anything like that. He basically had a direct sale like model. And I don't know if he plans to like do more distribution later. Um, but I figured I'd give a shout out because uh, he was one of my classmates and I'm going to give it a read and see see how it is. Um, so it'll be a future Cozy Book Corner, I think. Do you find anything when you search for it? or I he, I found the video that you're talking about. He posted it on oh, YouTube. I'm not watching it. There you it, go. But yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so anyway. Long- Goodreads, but yeah, I think I might have, um, I might have seen it like on Goodreads without like the picture and stuff. I'm gonna see, um, oh yeah, there it is. Wait, Tim Worsberg. Oh, there it is. It yeah, is I do Goodreads. see it. I do see it on Goodreads, and it looks like he's got three ratings. So, three ratings, oh, uh, no. four points, four point six seven. It looks like so. Someone gave him a four uh, star. A couple fives, three, and a four. four I think ratings. I'll, I think I'll give him an obligatory five once I read it, but I'll give yeah, my right. thoughts on the podcast when I do so. Uh, but anyway, figured that was a good final drive and shout out. Uh, so congrats, Tim, uh, on cool. the first novel. I uh, hope it does does well, and I'm looking forward to reading it. So, 
Yeah, there that's cool. Uh, my final drive, Derek. Have you been to Carabas? No, I don't. No, so. I think Carabas may be a southern thing. Mm, okay. um, it's like a, a chain Italian restaurant. Carabas. Mm, okay. When you're here, your family. You've never heard that. I, it sounds familiar, but I definitely haven't been there. So you would love Carabas. Um, right. But anyway, I haven't been to Carabas in years and years and years. It's like equivalent to like um, like a Perkins or an Olive. It's like an Olive Garden. It's like an okay. Olive Garden. Yeah. You know what an Olive Garden is? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> it's a. It's a very much more Italian Olive Garden. Carabas. Yeah. Okay. Um, very elderly population goes. Like my grandparents love, love, loved Carabas back in the day, and and they're Italian, very Italian, and said yeah. it was good. And I hadn't been in a long time. And we went, I visited my grandma, and we, we went on over the weekend and had a very g- good meal, enjoyable time. The waiter and waitresses were super nice. It wasn't too expensive. We got drunk. Um, and it was, it was like in and out. You know, it was, it's like a, a comfortable environment because it's, yeah. it's just like a chain. Um, right. So I'm going to give a, a shout out to Carabas. I did not expect I like it. to go back to Carabas at 31 years old and be like, this place is awesome. And I had a very good time <laughs> at Carabas. So if you have not been to a Carabas in a long time, it is still good. It may not be the place you should go all the time. I wouldn't like, I probably wouldn't pick up food from there to go because mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, go to an Italian restaurant if you want like Italian, real yeah. Italian food. But it was good and a good a, it was just a nice time, and I was I was pleasantly go. surprised. So, shout out to Carabas. Maybe, maybe chain restaurants are on their way back. They're they're yeah, back. Maybe. You know, yeah. Applebee's. Watch out, they're next, right? I'm so. telling you, I had some great times at Applebee's back in the day. <laughs> hey, it's all about comfort. It's all about the comfort. True. So, um, so there you go. Um, check out. Uh, can you again? Carabas. Carabas. You don't know what Carabas is? Carabas. No, I mean, no, not C-A-R-R- C-A-R-R-A-B-B-A-S. Two R's, two B's. Carabas. Carabas. All right, there you go. I don't, I don't think there's any around here. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look Where's the closest right one? Uh, there is one in Massachusetts. Um, uh, actually, no, I don't think there is. It looks like it might be Rhode Island. Wow, yeah, you're right. Warwick, Rhode Island. That's so weird. I bet there's so. some mob there's some mob ties because they they're being Carabas being squeezed out. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. Hey, the, you know, the, probably the North End. They were probably like, nope, you're not even coming into the state. Yeah, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't let Starbucks go into the front of the North End. So That's they're not true. letting Carabas get anywhere in Massachusetts. So. That's true. <laughs> That's funny. So there you go. Uh, if you do have one in your state, uh, swing by Carabas and uh, see if it's uh, if it's if it's up to the hype. So yeah. So there you go. So there's your final drive. That does it for episode 169. Thank you again to our anonymous question submitter, to Dad Joe Queen, and to Teddy uh, for all of your submissions in slide into our DMs. Uh, and then hopefully tune in for uh, playoff pickleball. We, we got a team on the yes. roster championship here. So 7 and so 0 we'll for episode 170. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Let's line it up. So that'll do it for episode 169. We'll see you guys next time on episode 170.